Hi everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mailed Fuzz Network. I'm Pierre, and I'm joined as always by Matt. Hey, what's up? And bring on the ginge, Connor's here. I am, I am. Although, just barely. You almost slept through the podcast. It was a close one, not gonna lie. You almost slept, and there would have been numerous jokes about you sleeping if we'd done it without you while you were sleeping. Not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, we talk about DC Comics, and we have a bunch of books to talk about this week. We have Trinity Issue 1, we have Batman Issue 7, Nightwing Issue 5, Superman Issue 7, Justice League Issue 5, Green Arrow Issue 7, Green Lanterns Issue 7, Aquaman Issue 7, Cyborg Issue 1, Raven Issue 1, and in Connor's Corner, Harley Quinn Issue 4, and I guess Issue 3 as well, because you, uh, you did miss that episode. So you've got yeah, some catch up. Yeah, together. So, so don't be offended if I sleep through Connor's Corner. Just you know, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I may, I may have that myself, to be honest. Um, but before we get to that, we do have some solicits to talk about um, because we got the full solicits this week. And unlike most months, they didn't tease anything the week before. There was no, you know, there's no warning they were coming. It was yeah, just like, straightforward. Boom, here they go. Because someone asked me on Monday before they hit, "Oh, we're we not due solicits," and and I said, "Oh, they must be next week because we always get two or three like, teases leading up to the weekend before the Monday. But then, then they just hit on Monday, the full whack. So, fair enough. But uh, what I will say, though, before we talk about the solicits, is that next week should be a big news week. Because the in the solicits, there was, a, like, a preview book they're putting out. It was a free book that you just get at the comic shop that has, like, some, like, you know, exclusive preview things upcoming from mm-hmm. DC. And it mentions in it that there's going to be some previews of Wave 2 titles from Rebirth. And this comes out at the end of November. So it makes sense, and Connor's having a phone call right now. For the, for the, <laughs> for the people watching the video, Connor's having Professional a phone call. Professional, right here. Hey, at least he muted his mic. I mean, I'll say That's that true. much. But, yeah, so uh, it makes sense that we would have announcements of some of these new titles before the solicits next month because the solicits for next yeah. month will give us the books for January and presumably before then we'll have those in the solicits before they're in this book I, I, I highly doubt the book itself would be announcing the titles because they'd leak online and so on and so forth I'm just nodding like I followed this conversation yeah that's fine um, hey Connor I do that every time we talk solicits however <laughs> however what did escape my mind when I read this in the solicits is that New York Comic Con is in two weeks so it actually makes a lot of sense that whatever these Wave 2 books are going to be are going to be announced then. And not only is it just a good assumption to make, uh, they put out a press release for what they're doing at uh, New York Comic Con, and it did mention in the the uh, paragraph there'll be a few surprise titles. So Yeah, I feel like they mentioned that a while ago, didn't they? Because I'm sure we talked about it on here. No, not New, not New York Comic Con, no. I'm sure they mentioned because uh, I, I read that paragraph that you posted. Like, I'm sure I read this like a month ago. Maybe you did read that a month ago, but we never spoke about it on the podcast. Right, okay. I just assumed we did, because yeah, it's no, your no. job to, to to tell us these things. My my search for news does not typically include the schedules for upcoming cons. <laughs> Thank you very much. But Good anyway, trip. so that uh, obviously is very relevant now. So expect, hopefully, unless they leave it till later in the, the con, but I, I'd expect them to announce it early on in the con. We should have some news of... Panels uh, are usually at the start of the weekend. We should have some Wave 2 titles to talk about. It's either next week or the week after. I'm actually doubting myself what weekend it is now, but it's upcoming. It's usually the first weekend in uh, October. 
and that would be next weekend as we record. Yeah. So, so we should. There's a chance that they'll actually announce them right after we record, in which case we won't talk about them until the following week. But um, uh, it says it begins on Thursday, October sixth. So two weeks. So next weekend, yeah, after. Yeah, two weeks. So not next week's episode. The week. No, because next not. week's episode will be the, the the first first of the month is next week. Hey, yep. Okay, so not next weekend. Yeah, week after. Week after. Cool. Right. Okay. So, look forward to that. But uh, so, solicits. We actually obviously there was not a lot of new things in the solicits. We have the holiday special, which is going to be ten dollars and has a bunch of stories from a bunch of different people. We spoke about this uh, last week. Uh, mm-hmm. The list of names that were in that book. Um, also, we got you know the solicits for the first two issues of uh, Justice League V Suicide Squad, and I get to tell Connor that he was wrong about something. I wasn't wrong. The, inf- the, the situation has changed. You may recall, you may recall that when they announced this event, that Connor made a big stink about how it was going to be bi-weekly in December. Because I, I, I just kind of casually said, oh, it'll and be... I had articles that were telling me it was bi-weekly in, a, in December. Which he's yet to provide, might I add. But uh, it turns out Ooh. that... Justice League v Suicide Squad issues 1 and 2 will be weekly at the end of the month. So uh, the first one's at the 21st of December, second one's 28th, and then of course we're getting four weekly in January. So six straight weeks through, uh, which suits me quite frankly, gets it nice and quick, over done with. Yeah. Nice and compact. Yeah. Anything if, to if do with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch either of what you just two said, but uh, I will just nod, <laughs> go along with it. Um, other things to note from the solicits, uh, there's only one issue of Suicide Squad in December that leads into the event, but there's not a second one, so I think it's still, it's still a double shipping book, I think it's just one month off because it's leading into the event, and doesn't make much sense and, to have another issue. Yeah, but it's the end of the arc, so I assume that he's probably just off the book after that. Ah, uh, probably. So. Well, never, ne- never to be seen again. <laughs> probably. Um... Otherwise, things to note, uh, both Batman and Detective are ending their second arcs at the end of December. Um, a couple of books are starting new arcs, but there's not a whole lot of other stuff to uh, mention. There's some really nice covers throughout. I, I recommend checking the solicits out. But that was the, the main bullet points, I think, unless anyone else had something that they wanted to mention from them. Uh, Superman versus Frankenstein. Yeah, that's, that's going to that, be awesome. It's a hell of a title. And so. That's in Superman? Yeah. Yeah. So, and we're getting Doug Monkey backing up Gleason's art. And if I remember right, those two share a studio. So should, did they? Yeah. At least they used to around Green Lantern when they were both mm. on the Green Lantern books. So, you know. But, yeah. Cool. Uh, That's cool. Pretty, pretty exciting as a Superman fan. Yeah. Oh, actually, one last thing uh, about this list is, is that Nightwing's uh, arc is beginning. So, presumably, Rise of Raptor is going to be a shorter one, uh, two or three yeah. issues. Because he has a new arc starting in Nightwing issue 10, which puts him back in Bloodhaven, which is pretty exciting. Yes, that is, because since Rebirth, I don't think, or Rebirth, New 52, until Rebirth, we haven't even mentioned Bloodhaven. Yeah, I could see this being actually, as far as the character remembers right now, this being his first yeah. time in Bloodhaven. But yeah. either way, it's, uh, it's, it's it's cool news, because that's Nightwing's stopping ground, and it feel, that's, that's yep. like Nightwing's city, you know, it's... Yeah. Worse than yeah. Gotham. The only thing I'd mention in general is 
they finally solicited the trades, first set of trades for Rebirth. They did. Yeah. And we, we actually figured out that pretty much all of them are having the Rebirth issues in them because it was a bit unclear up till now. Yeah, it was unclear because a lot of the last new 52 books also had them, but it looks like they're just doubling them up. Like, they'll just yeah. be appearing again. So, so is Action and Superman, since they shared a Superman Rebirth, are they both going to, or is one going to get it? I think it's just Superman that's getting it. Okay. Which is weird because I actually. Whatever the title was. Because I actually think it leads into action more than it does Superman. But... Yeah. Yeah. Same with Batman and Detective. They shared one, and I felt like they sowed more seeds for Detective than Batman. In that. I don't know if Did I they? agree with that because. I think I think Batman works for any of them. I think Batman yeah. worked more for All Star than any of the other ones because it was mainly about uh, yeah. Duke. Yeah. To be honest, I don't remember much of it because it was so long ago. But I feel like. <laughs> I felt like it fit Detective because we got some seeds of, of whatever was going on with, uh, what was their group name? Guys, there's too much comics to read. The Batman. My brain. The Colony. Keep them straight. The Colony. There, there you go. go. I, I was, um, it's good that they're not splitting up the longer arcs. and, and Yeah. Again, like like Flash is what eight issues plus the rebirth. Yeah, it's on the first yeah. book. Uh, they're doing that for all the arcs. It's uh, and it, it let us know a couple of things as well. And obviously, we then read Justice League five this week, but it confirmed before we read it that Justice League five was the end of that arc because that was the last issue Thank in the, the trade. So, um, but now that's the solicits. Uh, so it's a couple of interesting tidbits. Some really nice covers. So I do recommend you go through them yourself and have a have a yep. look through those. But uh, that'll do that. So that'll take us on to some books. Let's talk about comics so trinity issue one was the big new release of the week uh francis manipal both on writing and art uh, yeah hence just why, everything yeah, hence, yeah. Why it's, hence why it's once a month because the man can't yeah. you know do it any quicker i'd take it once every three months if it looks this gorgeous yeah it is very pretty it's a very very pretty book and of course remember guys that when we're talking about each book there will be stephanie browns abound so <laughs> doesn't get funnier the more you do that joke. It does, I'm going to do it every week. It's going to be my thing now. Yeah, it's going to leach into my life where I'll be talking <laughs> to my boss. I'm like, no Stephanie's on this. She's going to look at me weird. So I already, already can tell. And if this but, happens to be your first episode of Comics from the Multiverse, I simply mean spoilers. Yep. Um, so, uh, Trinity issue one is gorgeous. That is, first and foremost, is, you know, fantastic double yeah. page spreads, fantastic... Um, just it's one of those books where there's like you know there's like a panel where uh, Clark, Diana, and Bruce are just like leaning against a fence out in the out in the farm, yep. and it's just like this you know you can see it in a movie in your head as you're looking at it like this just this gorgeous shot yep. of the sunset and, and there's all these for, fantastic layouts. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say for as still as the art is, uh, it does feel so cinematic with the way that Manipal like frames things. And that's just bar for well, everything I've ever seen from him. It's funny because you, you can t- you can relate co- the comic art and the way the panels flow a lot like a movie. You can compare it to cinematography, yeah. and like you say, this is very cinematic. This is very, this is very. I'm trying to think of a movie like Gone with the Wind, where it's all static shots, but everything's like a painting, where it just looks gorgeous yeah. and it lets the action play out within it. Whereas some artist styles, it's more like oh, there's a lot of motion and it feels like. You, even though it's still static panels, it feels like the camera's moving, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, like, like Gia Domenico in Flash, yeah. I feel his art's yeah. energetic like that. Whereas with Manipal, he can do that, but in this book in particular, like that scene you're talking about with him leaning up against the fence, it looks like a painting. 
Yeah. Like, Whereas so, and it's so in Flash, great. you could almost feel J.J. Abrams shaking yeah. the camera. You know, yeah. If you've heard that story about Star Trek, where J.J. would go up and like shake the cameraman to get a yeah. bit more shakiness yeah. to it, you can almost feel that in that book. Uh, so the plot of this one is that Lois has invited uh, Bruce and Diana over for dinner because she thinks that the Trinity have to bond and yep. become like a team once again. And yep. I think one of the things I want to say about this, I love that this starts small. At like this, it starts with a personal connection rather than justice league which started with oh there's a giant alien thing and we all have to fight it and yeah yeah and that's what this book should be it should be them teaming up to take on big threats that require superman batman and wonder woman but over the last couple of years we've lost uh that they were friends and like bruce and and clark would meet up for lunch or whatever when they could get it and I feel like this book can, is going to be able to balance both. Yeah, this is what I wanted from Justice League. Like, I wanted them to see them inter- with the new Superman and like get to know him. Yep. And we just didn't get that outside of like well, what, two panels. Well, really? I was fine with them not doing that in Justice yeah. League because I assumed they were going to do it here. So I wasn't, I wasn't really fussed about them not doing it there. Well, Justice League just has its own problems that we'll get to. Yeah, n- not to jump ahead. I after that first arc of Justice League, I fully know what it is now. And I know what to expect. Hmm. Like it's an action movie to yeah. this, which is this is going to be a much more human element. For Justice League is term. directed by Michael Bay, and this is directed yeah. by Duncan Jones or someone like that. You know, I, I was going to say uh, Jeff Nichols. Oh, so yeah, so fair, that's fair. that's pretty more appropriate. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. So, but yeah, but so we get the the personal aspect, and I love that because nothing really happens in this, and I mean that in a good way. Like, it's a conversation between the three of them, well, and Lois and John. Well, it's uh, worth pointing out that Lois, Lois is the narrator of the book. It's Everything's from yeah. Lois's perspective, and she's talking about them, how they can do great things, and they can be this, and they can be that. And I like that it starts from that perspective, because like it, it makes them feel bigger. It's like the human being oh. is talking, even though Bruce is a human as well, but he's Batman. Like he's, Yeah, he's larger than life, though. Yeah. Like even to Lois, yeah. who's a newswoman that's seen everything, Batman still has that air to him yeah uh lots of fun moments john using his x-ray vision and seeing like it's batman through the yeah through the door and then like panicking and accidentally heat blasting him yeah oh and what about wonder woman showing up with a wild board (laughs) just just on the doorstep yeah and he looks through with his x-ray and he sees the like the skeleton of the boar and it's like "What, what the heck do you know what I like about yeah. it as well? It starts off with like Batman and Wonder Woman showing up in costume and these wonderful two-page yep. spreads, and they're talking about, or Lois is talking about things happening, and it's almost teasing like there is going to be like a big like, confrontation or something. But then, mm-hmm. oh, oh no, they're getting dressed for dinner, and she's got a boar yeah. because it's an offering. It's like here, yeah. some people bring wine, I brought a boar. Yeah, because hey. she's Wonder Woman, and that's what she tastes does. good. Oh, I'm sure. You ever had wild boar? It's delicious. I haven't, but I'd love to. Why do I get the feeling that uh, Lois didn't have time to prepare and cook the boar? She probably had something well, else on the on the go. Maybe, maybe, have... maybe Clark just heat visions it. True, yeah. true. So when you have two men in your life that can heat vision, you kind of the oven's obsolete. How about we not... John almost killed Batman, and he's already killed a cat. Let's not let him be using the heat vision willy-nilly now, Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, if he's going to practice, I think a, uh, a a boar brought to him by Wonder Woman is probably the best thing to practice it's, on. It's probably a very good exercise in controlling the intensity. Yeah. yeah. It, you've got to cook without burning. So yeah. there's some great dialogue between them. I love uh, 
OG Superman, like, recalling a memory of, like, his Batman. Because don't get me wrong, I am convinced that by the time Rebirth's done, we're going to have this merging of, like, memories and things, and people will remember things. But I loved him bringing up the Rainbow Bat suit, and Bruce being like, I have no recollection of this. I would never do this. What are you talking about? (laughs) I see, but I also like the fact that that could be played for comedy, as Bruce going, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we don't we we don't talk about that. I I almost so. yeah I almost love the idea that maybe in the in the cupboard in the closet somewhere back home there's a rainbow bat suit and he's like I need to burn that all the evidence must yeah, be yeah. destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved know. how the uh, the the actual the rainbow Batman panel was like all muted the colors like it was that like old newspaper style print just mm. to show how it was that like long ago sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, uh, Lois bonding with Wonder Woman was fun. Um, yeah. I love that line. It was from rivals to sisters because, yeah. you know, New Fifty Two Superman was the romantic with one woman, not this Superman. Like, so I like that that they put all that to end. Yeah. So yeah, well that's why yeah. Lois brings it up because she thinks there might be like an yeah. awkward thing because yeah, this Superman was dating her and it she's all and it's so funny how she's narrating the book, but it, she almost has our perspective of that. It's like yeah, that was weird and kind of awkward and yep. Now, now, can we please just yeah fix this plane? Thank you. Let's Thank move you, on. Yeah. Although, I will say this. I have seen a very vocal minority on the internet who loves Superman Wonder Woman from New 52 and are very upset that we don't have Superman and Wonder Woman together anymore. I just... You can do that with Batman. Like, Batman can have all, you know, Catwoman and Talia. And, but I just feel like Clark is a, a one-woman type dude. I feel like, so, you know... I didn't even have a problem with the idea of it. It's just that the stories were boring. If the stories yeah. had been good, I'd have been fine with it. Well, yeah, for that short time, like when we got that awesome cover with the kiss that they turned into a statue. Mm. Like, yeah, for a moment, that was great. But like Connor said, over the course, like, I just, I didn't feel like the relationship was something that Clark needed to go to Wonder Woman. Like, either way, if they were dating or not dating. They were just friends. Hmm. A lot of the things that happened, she would have backed him up on. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, but it was good for for them, for Manipole as a creator to finally just put that to bed. And, you know, yeah, it was weird, but it's in the past now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Like, I think it's something you have to be used to as a comics fan that every so often there'll be something that happens that just kind of doesn't work and they kind of have to sweep it under the rug later yep. and you're willing to let them do that. Sweep it under the rug. Let's move yeah. on. Um, so no, uh, the issue was very good. Uh, well, we're obviously all very, very uh, happy with it. Uh, obviously the ending does tease what the the conflicting plot might be of some kind. It's very weird. Um, I'm not entirely sure yeah. what it's saying. It's like they hear something, Clark hears something in the barn Opens the barn door, and he sees either either his childhood or the New Fifty Two Superman's childhood. Whatever it was, it dealt with the Kents because yeah. it causes him to like a flashback. That's how I took it. Yeah, I it thought was, it was like his. It yeah. was reminding him All right, of so the you, Kents. And, uh, okay. Okay. So you, th- yeah. so you think he's getting like a vision of a flashback because of what I, was, I was wondering maybe this is more connected to Rebirth than we thought and this is yeah. the, the beginning of that merging that you were talking if, about. Oh yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. If we get this as the Kents coming back somehow oh. through some machinations, <laughs> I'm going to do a backflips on this podcast. 
Like, you're committing to that right now. I don't, I, no, can, no, no, no. You can buy a crash uh, pad I, I'm if you want. I'm using it as a metaphor. I'm using it as a metaphor. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that nimble. Matt promised a backflip. <laughs> no, no. He promised backflips. Okay, oh, multiple. Okay. At least two. All right, I'm gonna have to get a trampoline in here. I'll see what I can do. But yeah, like, like I'm not fully expecting it. But when I turn that page, and I just at the barn, like. I equate the barn with the Kent farm, you know? Yeah. And this isn't the Kent farm because they're not in Smallville. They're in Hamilton County. Um, I'm amazed you, know, you remembered but... what town they're in because <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Well, that was a very cute man. part of, of Superman this week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, they're in basically upstate New York. For all intents and purposes, Metropolis is like, you know, New York of the future. So they're kind of upstate um, instead of Kansas. So... But yeah, if, if that's what it gets to, and like you guys were saying, we get Batman remembering like adventures oh with God. Superman, See, like this Superman. If Batman oh. remembers A's friendship with Superman, but also starts remembering other things, mm-hmm. you know, it will be exciting. Yeah, um, yep. See, that would be great. But even if he never does remember those things, I'll still be okay as because well, they're clearly developing a new friendship. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, you put that on there. Like, I loved. I came into comics with Teen Titans and Batman Superman, you know? So, like, I like that relationship that Loeb told with Batman and Superman, where they are friends first and co workers yeah. second. Uh, and I would like to see it go back to that. But if it never does, that's cool. Because they still have it. It'll those be interesting stories. to see if Lois is narrating the entire first arc. Like, if she's yeah. the constant narrator for the whole thing. It'll be cool, like, if they go to Gotham and we get Superman and Wonder Woman from Alfred's point of view. Hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Like if kind I, of if same it, kind of deal. Yeah, if issue two is like Alfred's perspective, yeah. the, the three of them. Yeah. I mean, if you could do that, if it was like a set of five issue arc, you'd do one issue each of the oh. Trinity and then have like maybe bookend it with Lois and Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at us, look cool. at us uh, mapping things out, and I'm sure Manipal's laughing. See, this is what happens when the, the book is really, really, really good. Yeah. You know? Also, how Start good is Manipal's rendition of the cheetah thing? Oh yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so Wonder Woman actually brings up her first arc from her book. Yep. Which is cool because it connects everything and makes it feel like you know it's set yeah. in a place. And if if you like that kind of thing that you know comic universes tie into each other and aren't just standalone, you know, crazy thought, you know. But we do. So yeah, yes. it was really nice. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to see that exact same like moment from Wonder Woman, like from a completely different artist perspective. In this yep. book. So, God, uh, so that's Trinity. That's Trinity issue one. Uh, so we'll take us on to the first two parts of Batman and the Night of the Monster Men. So that's Batman issue seven, uh, written by Steve Orlando and Tom King, with art by Rayleigh Rosmo. And uh, Nightwing issue five, uh, co written with Steve Orlando and Tim Seeley, and art by Rogue Antonio. Is it Rogue or is it Roge? I would say Roge. It sounds like it's Brazilian. So mm. yeah, it Portuguese pop- has some yeah. weird roles. Um, so. But I'm, I'm introducing them as a pair because it's kind of it's hard to separate well, them. And... They are. They're not a Batman and Nightwing book. They're a Monster Man book. Mm. Like this could have easily been a mini, and parts one and two. So. Oh, I do I'm... feel like there was a little bit of extra focus in the individual books. Like yeah. Nightwing book did have a bit more focus on Nightwing, but not enough that it could have easily been a mini. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I. I... I, I like both of these issues, first off the bat. I, I think uh, 
It's got that really fun sort of like, oh, it's a storm in Gotham, you know, like the rain's pouring down. And they're already dealing with the fact that it's going to flood. Like they're already worrying yep. about that and they're already like concerned with... So Batman, Nightwing and Batwoman are already like, right, we need to start evacuating certain places because they're going to get flooded. And, um, you know, and that's obviously then the, the monster comes out and they hear the... the I shall call it the uh, the water ripple uh, sounds from Jurassic mm-hmm. Park almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I actually like the art in both issues, right? Yeah. Though I, I do wish, though, my only complaint about the art as a, as a pair is that I wish the colouring was more consistent between them. Yeah. It's a lot more muted in Batman. It is. That was the only thing that bothered me. Because I get that there has to be different artists, right? And I don't mind the styles changing a bit. But the fact that mm-hmm. the colours were suddenly more vivid was a little bit It feels like distracting. It, I mean... It feels like it'll be a little bit jarring in trade. Mm. Yeah. Well, even even reading them just now, because I read them back yeah. to back, you know, because... Yeah, so... I, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I mean maybe it's because, obviously, this Nightwing chapter does focus a bit more on Nightwing, and it's meant to be like, oh, he's a bit of a brighter character, so, you know, a bit of brighter colour palette. Yeah, I guess. But... Yeah, but they're in the same... They're dealing with the same... Yeah. Instant, but for the sake so... of the story consistency, I think I'd rather them have kind of split the difference a bit. Yeah, um... That said, though, that would probably be my only real complaint. Um, it's funny, actually, because the art in Batman, I actually, at first, I wasn't sure how much I liked it. Like, the faces were a little bit weird, but then, as I got a few pages in, I got sort of, like, in tune with the style. You know, like, yeah. you know, so sometimes that happens, where it's like, oh, this is a bit more stylized to a certain it's, way. Yeah, it's very jarring when you're used to the, the Finch art in Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you get to this, and it's like, whoa... And also the art on the monsters reminded me of the artist on Animal Man. Mm, as a travel foreman. Yeah. Just yeah. in Swamp Thing, like just these grotesque, nasty like they they went all out in the creature in Batman. Yeah. Joe yeah. I liked as well. It really feels like this is it's really taken into and this is going back to the whole connected universe thing. It feels like it's really taken into account where all three of these books have been just before yeah. now. Because the mention yeah. that they think Tim's dead. Um, and that's yep. affecting Stephanie. Um, uh, Batman mentions that Batwoman's doing a good job training them because when you know, spoiler yep. and uh, what's uh, Cassandra Cain's name just now? Orphan. 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 Thank you. And you know, and Clayface shows up. It's like, all right, you guys have all you know, you're doing better. Your response time is better, and you know, Nightwing's dealing with. That. And I like that one of the, the running themes out of the two issues, especially in Nightwing's half, is that Batman's been overprotective because of what just happened to Tim. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. I, I like that that. Uh, that's like a looming thread. And he's like, no, Duke, stay in the cave. Nightwing, don't fight the monsters. You go off and do some detective work. And he's even like, but you're the detective. <laughs> yeah. He's like, not tonight. Fight, fighting <laughs> monsters is like my thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, well, it, it goes back further as well. Like the reference zero, yeah, I think they did it once too many times, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. But the first time they referenced it, I thought, oh, that, that makes sense as a callback. That was a really bad storm. This is yeah. a bad storm. Yep. It works. But it just did it maybe once too many. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I had fun. I thought it was a lot of fun action. They, them, like, you know, diving around the monster and, like, try to, like, s- solve it out. Batman's got, like, a, a wing thing that he got from Steel, apparently. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but no, I had fun. And I like how it, it brought back in all those people who committed suicide. Those are the ones that have turned yeah. into the monsters. And we, we see, like, Batman talking about it as we see the security cam footage of that first guy. So... That we seen Batman, yes. Batman issue one or two. Issue so two there is a a wicked web that's being w- woven by, I don't know who if it's the, the the Batman editors or if it's King and and Tinian and uh, Seely, but man, they're tying everything because Cobra shows back mm-hmm. up. Yeah, 
And last we saw them was a Nightwing, and then Strange uh, had treated all of these people at some point. And he's looking. So there's Dutch. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like I know Bane's coming in the next talk, but I was like, is that Bane already? What's going on? I thought it was yeah. for a second as well. He is absolutely <laughs> ripped. Yeah. And uh, what else did they tie in? I mean, they said that there's some sort of extra substance too, which I think that was new. But I took that as Venom or something along Maybe, those lines. Yeah. It's gonna mm, tie us into to the next Batman arc. But yeah, I like how they're all tying into each other. And if you aren't reading all three, like it's fine. You don't feel lost. But if you mm. are reading all of them at the same time, it just brings the story together even better. Yeah, because I think if you're not reading Detective, and you should be, but if you're not, like it says, oh, Batwoman's training you really well. There you go. Yeah. That's all you needed. Like you, yeah. You're up to speed. You know what the general status quo is. Well, and even, even the Tim Drake thing where they're talking about it like that, if you're not, if you haven't read it, I think that would be enough to make you go back and want to check out yeah. what had happened because it's so pivotal to Batman's mind state in this. I think it's it's worth noting that Nightwing is probably the least likely that someone would be picking up out of these three books, right? Yeah, probably. And I feel like that's the one that has the less, the least like background connective tissue as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's the Cobra stuff, sure, but. Uh, yeah, but that was in his got, own book. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know? That's what I mean. There's, there's. If you weren't reading Nightwing, there's probably the, there's the least amount from that book in this compared to yeah. Detective and Batman. But Cobra was in Batman first, so it's actually kind of snuck. You know, it's weaving its yeah, way it's through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the the Cobra guy blew up the plane that that started all that off with Gotham Girl and Gotham. But but yeah, but then they showed back up in Nightwing, and they seem to be playing with Raptor and whatnot. So. Like, it's just a good job, because from where we were at six months ago, where everything was compartmentalized, you didn't see a lot of crossover story threads like that. Yeah. And so if, if crossovers it's, going it's forward cool. are going to feel like this, um, I think I'm quite uh, happy about, about this. Yeah. but yeah. Uh, And I will say, too, I was a little bit disappointed in these, just because I think I blew it up too much. Like, I was really stoked for this. And when I went to go pick up my books, one of my friends isn't. And I was like, what are you doing? It's Batman versus Kaiju. Like, <laughs> pick up the first two issues, man. Well, so, yeah. I mean, I, but, I, I think they had, they had fun with the monsters so far. We know there's at least four monsters, and they've, they've beaten yeah. one. They didn't beat the one in the second issue. They were still fighting them when we got to the end, didn't we? Yeah, the I guess, I was, you... It ended with Gotham Girl going to it, yeah. didn't it? No, no, that's the third monster. Was it the third one? Yeah. 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 That's the one going to the caves. Yeah, yeah there's still yeah. fighting the second one. It was one, the yeah. Cerebus three-headed i just the weird thing with the monsters is i guess i know they'll get the logic to it later but like why are they all so different like what, what what's the design here uh maybe uh, there's no design this is cobra and strange it's, you know but it's strange just experiment on each one so each one's had a different yeah you know version of formula yeah. or whatever you know so and like the big baby head like some of the monster designs are just way off i don't know i like them they're, they're like, so this crazy is weird that's, that's yeah. the point, though. They're so weird and crazy that it's like... Some would say strange. Some, yeah, some would say strange. But I think the reason why that works is because they're supposed to be abominations. They're like, an actual monster... Like, an actual kaiju, right, in a kaiju movie, it's yeah. still something that's... It's an extension of something that's real or it's something that's actually been designed yeah. by nature. So there's, like, a, a method to it. There's, like, a... Right, there's some, a logic. There's a logic to how it's designed. There's a logic, you know... 
each part of it makes sense, whereas these are just complete abominations that are just mutations of whatever, so they look like absolute... It does just feel like stuff's just grown out of them, like yeah. massive tumours that have expanded. Yeah, tumours, that's a yeah. good word, yeah. And so that's, that's I and I know we'll get more of that later, but just in these first two, I was just kind of, my brain was taking, like, why do they look like this? Like, this is weird. Yeah, so, so to talk about the way it ends then, or the way Nightwing ends, because uh, it's the second part, uh, Gotham Girl hears that one's just broke out at Blackgate Prison. That's the one that uh, Nightwing th- was trying to get to, but obviously he's you know only so fast yeah. being a human being. And Gotham Girl is like, all right, I can't let people die. I don't care if I'm still messed up. I'm flying out there, even though everyone's telling her not to. And it ends with her flying off to it. I like that. Like a cool. proper hero. Like a proper hero. Yeah, but, but she's already been played by Strange, Psycho Pirate, so it's like you're playing true. right into the hands. But Joel, so. Joel, I like about this though is like even though this is like a crossover, and even though we're picking up, you know, Batman going to try and cure her, you know, and I am suicide, which is the next arc. It's still fitting in here. It's still like advancing that in some way because she's going to maybe do some good stuff here, but she might mess up. She might cause like a disaster by you know going out there. Oh yeah, you know. But it's it's keeping all these things ticking over, and I'm I'm pretty positive that whatever happens to. You know the the detective team, whatever happens to Nightwing, that will also feed into the next arcs of those books. So, yep, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I really, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of big monster fighting. You know, bat bikes driving around them, and you know, nets and all sorts. Yeah, of- that was as as the anti Batman guy. I was just like, really, he have him stashed in the perfect spot. Like, okay, and then the Batwing thing. I was like, oh, all right. I, I, I think that stuff does feel a bit more Orlando than King. Yes. And that's but. my whole thing is I've heard a lot of people complain about Batman that um, King doesn't understand Batman. And as someone that's not huge, this is the most I've liked Batman in a good long time. So I don't get that. So then when I go from King to Orlando, who Orlando's doing, I'm guessing a lot of the heavy lifting on this one. Um, Batman feels more off to me than before. So... I guess it's not even that he feels off. I think it's just that he does feel a bit different to how we've been seeing him in the last yeah. couple of months. He does. There was a couple of lines at the start where he felt a little bit off, but for me that was a character thing because of he's dealing with Tim's death. It felt like in yeah. story. It could well be, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, no, I had a lot of fun with these first two parts, so I'm looking forward to Detective next week. And uh, remember, we've only got three more yeah. weeks of this, and it's done. And, you know, yeah. we have the ending, and we can move on. That's the kind absolute of best way to do these crossovers. It is. Because... Because I'm reading uh, Civil War at the other company, and uh, that's stretching till December. That shall not be named. That other company. Yeah, Those the ones. other company. I, I, I like, like, just to put this in perspective, this is like yeah. sort of a, it's not quite an event, but it's the first like no, mile, milestone crossover six, thing. But yeah, it's a six-issue arc that's not taking six months to come out, let alone nine. It's a six-issue arc that's taking one month to come out. Yeah, yeah four weeks. Where, so. Yeah, whereas... Civil War as an event, by the time it finishes, two others will have started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they'll, they'll be in their whole new imprint again by the time this yeah. ends. So, right. I like the speed at which this happens, and if it's not good, like we were talking earlier about Justice League versus Suicide Squad, it's going to be over quick. Yeah. So it's like pulling off a band-aid. Yeah. So, so um, that'll wrap... I'm going to wrap that up quickly. That is our... Regular scheduled weekly uh, small Marvel bash that we seem to have um, once a week. They usually, just bring it on themselves. And it's usually Matt that gets us into it because he'll mention that he's reading something from Marvel. But anyway, let's move well, on. Well, because I yeah, I'm just saying, like get get your stuff together, guys. Like it's not hard. 
Let's move on. I don't care if they get their stuff together. I'm happy over here. I'm reading DC. Um, so let's move on to Superman issue 7. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Plus we have uh, Jorge Jimenez on art. And art was fantastic. The art was really good. And this was a standalone nice little breather issue where Clark takes mm-hmm. Lois and John to the fair. Yep. To which, which fair, Pete? The Hamilton County Fair. Ah, got it. Oh. I was worried he was going to go to the, the state you, fair. You could see for a second he was yeah. panicking. He was like, hang uh-huh. on, what is it? Yeah. Okay, I had to think so, about it, but I got, I got it. I got it. And yeah. this, I'll just, I've got a word for this issue. It was delightful. Yes. Yeah, yes it was. It was delightful. Just Superman being a dad. And, oh, actually. You know, Lois. Before we get to the fair, actually, let's talk about the first few pages because yeah. it had a little... Well, Superman freelance. being not not just a dad but a friend. Yeah, he's he's, yep. he's got he's being Superman and he he goes to help Wonder Woman and Flash and Batman and I love the two page spread where Flash is like oh thanks Wonder Woman's like thanks Batman's like I don't recall asking for your help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I love Superman's like and you're never going to so you're welcome. Yeah. But you again, know, that's building their relationship. It's like that begrudging yeah. help, but Batman knows that he needs it so. I love Grumpy Batman, though. Like, I had this under control, and then he came and wrapped a girder around Rock. <laughs> Made my job much more difficult, so thanks, man. Yeah. Well, compared yeah. to how they, they portray Batman's, like, like attitude towards Superman and Man of, uh, not Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, with, like, yeah. like how, how they portray that, and then here it's just, like, a little punchline. It's like, you didn't have to bend that yeah. guard there. I could have just yeah. I had, I had things under control. You know, <laughs> as, you know. yeah. It almost was. It was just wanted to show off a little bit, just to get yeah. on Bruce's nerves. Yeah, yeah. It's the fun playfulness. This is exactly why one of my favorite moments from uh, Hush is uh, when Bruce Wayne shows up at the Daily Planet, and Bruce Wayne and Clark know who each other are, but Lois, I don't think mm-hmm. at that point knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne, and Bruce right. like stands and flirts with Lois for like five minutes just to like uh, mess with Clark. And Clark's like peeking yeah. over the cubicle, just like Bruce, what are you doing? Yeah. You son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just them teasing each other. It's great. Exactly, and that's what friends do, you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah, so that art. I mean, that art in that too, like the layout. Yeah, it's Superman that sitting goes. on the building with the sun like rising behind him, the cape yeah. flowing out. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous stuff. Yeah. But the fair, so they go to the fair. Superman decides he wants a night off. He wants to just be a dad and be a husband mm-hmm. and go to the fair. And they go, and Lois is like, so you're sure you're not going to be doing any superheroics while we're here? I, like, I promise, Lois. Yeah, there's nothing, so you, you, it's the fair. I, I, I'll, even give I'll even give you my cape. I'll even give you my cape. And obviously there's other stuff that happens. They run into Kathy, and Kathy and John have a nice little bonding moment, and they mm-hmm. have uh, milkshake moustaches or whatever they're drinking. And yeah. They are rather adorable. They are adorable. Yeah. Uh, I'm liking they're setting up as her, her as his Lana. Because I feel like yep. this is all setting up for... I mean, obviously we're getting Super Sons, but I feel like in two or three years we're getting Superboy. Yeah. Yep. As a standalone book, and we're going to get... I don't think it'll even be that long. You don't think it'll be that long? Yeah. Yeah, it may not be. Maybe Phase 2. We may be getting it next year. Yeah. But um, but they're building that supporting cast because she's going to be like a main character in that book. So, yeah, So that stuff's all fun, and they... You know them stuff in their face, but obviously, as, as this is all playing out, we yeah. see that there's a some small time crooks planning a little robbery of the uh, the cash yeah. desk, and Superman overhears some of it, and he's like, "Right, I'll be right back. I'll just I'll I'll be right back." 
this I'll meet you the roller coaster in one minute, and he goes and takes care of it, and he, he spots like a knight's costume, at one of their like you know mm-hmm. just one of the attraction things, and the two people in the the booth with the uh, the tannoy make uh, start yeah. talking about it. Yeah, these guys robbed us, but it's weird. Do these uh. You know, so someone showed up and stopped them in a knight's armor, and they had heat vision. But it plays out, and that, and it's almost to the last page of the book where it's as the three of them are on the roller coaster going up, and they hear this over uh-huh. the mic, and Lois's face changes in each panel as she's figuring out what she's hearing, and Clark's yep. just like looking as if he's in trouble. It's almost like when a married couple, when the, the husband's like spent money on like a Blu-ray he's not meant to, or a video game, you know, like oh, I've bought a new console, I better hide it from the credit card like receipt, you know, like. <laughs> oh, um, I know this very well. Yeah. Me too, Matt. Don't worry. So. So they're on the roller coaster, right? And John's like, up, up. And then it cuts to the last page, and Lois just screams out, I knew it. <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's just such a fun issue with a fun capper. And it's like, ah. Oh, oh, it's so good. Not everything it's needs fun. to be the world's ending. Not everything needs to be oh. dark character analysis. This is exploring them as a family, having fun. Mm-hmm. And like, no, this was, this was a perfect so I remember when, when this was announced, mm-hmm. and I was a bit skeptical because uh, Tomasi had been a bit hit and miss on Superman recently, that the tail end of the New 52. And then it was like, okay, it's going to be a family book. I was like, okay, this is going to be the Superman version of uh, Batman and Robin. But so far better, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. And then it does this. It's like, this is exactly what I dreamed this book would be. It's not all these big big fights and stuff. It's just these small moments. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of kind of wild of Trinity as well. Yeah, and it's after the last issue where he gives John the glasses, like. And Kathy's like nice glasses, John. Yeah, and so I also love the scene where, where John is stuffing his face (laughs) with everything. He's like the cotton candy, and the burgers, and he tries to ask Lois if he wants some, but it's like inaudible. (laughs) And Clark's like, I think he's asking you if you would like some, but I don't know if fairs are the same where you guys are at. But here it's just an excuse to eat like horrible fried food, uh, yeah, sugar laden snacks. It is feel, where I'm from. I feel like there's okay. less of that than us, but uh, than what you have. But I feel like okay. we have more burger vans. Okay. That's true. But, but we we had, we had like big annual fairs and stuff down by me, and it was kind of a similar thing. That like, you know everyone yeah. gets the okay. the roller coasters and rides out, and all the food stalls pull up. Funnel yeah. cake and corn dogs and fried Twinkies. We don't and... have corn dogs. Okay. Or, 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 or Twinkies. No, I yeah, eat Twinkies all the time. Alright, but oh, yeah. not, uh, not something you'd get for something like that, though. Oh, you wouldn't get that there, no. But corn dog's something I've never... T- I don't even know what's in a corn dog. No, me either. Oh, it's just a, it's a batter-dipped uh, hot dog. Okay. So you take the hot dog, put it on a stick, dip it in the batter, deep-fry it. And yeah, Sounds American good. specialty, I guess. <laughs> yes. Matt, I'm yeah. Scottish. Not, we not deep- yeah. he, he's, he's Scottish. They basically it's... invented batter. Yeah, we deep-fry everything. Yeah. Including Always. chocolate bars. And pizzas. Yeah. And pizzas. Why? It's called a pizza crunch, Matt. It's called a pizza crunch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. If John offered me deep fried pizza, I would definitely go, nah, man, that's all you. To be fair, though, <laughs> for the record, I don't like batter, so I don't actually eat any of this deep fried stuff. He's a well, bit of a, yeah, I... a poor excuse for a Scotsman, really. Doesn't like no, haggis. but he does, love chi- he does love Chinese food, though. I do love so Chinese that, food. That's at least. Yeah. yeah. So, and Chinese yeah, food. Not to tangent too much, anyways, but... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was just a great... like You almost forget that they're in Smallville. Or they're not in Smallville. They're in Hamilton County. Because it feels very much like... 
Well, Superman's hometown. That makes sense, though. It makes sense that they would pick a town that was like Smallville. Like he would go somewhere yeah. and be like, okay, this is this reminds me of my hometown. We're going to yeah. set up. I love the Superman, and I almost that scene where he's in Metropolis sitting on the roof and he's staring at the city. You almost get like this wistful, like he kind of misses the hustle and bustle until he goes home and sees his wife and kid. Mm. And he's kind of yeah. like, oh, no, this is what it's all about now. So yeah. it's, uh, it's so good. It is really, really good. Superman is really, really impressed. So, yes, if you're not reading Superman, bloody hell, read Superman. All right, that'll take us on. Uh, we have to, we're, we're going down the roller coaster ourselves here. So, uh, Justice League, issue 5, uh, written by Brian Hitch, art by Tony Daniel. Tony Daniel's back, he, he was missing the last issue yeah. or two. Um, and I cannot believe that this was the end of this arc, because nothing happens in this book that tells me that this is the last issue, and then it just ends suddenly in the last like two pages. Like The, the arc oh. just wraps up really quickly. Yeah. It, it's a mercy kill, if you ask me. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, and they don't really do much with the fact that there's a planet full of cyborg men. Uh, the whole mm. thing seems to exist just to tease something called the Forever Crisis. Yeah. Which. Oh. Eh. See, um, and as I said earlier, I'm glad this is out of the way now because from the solicits, the next stories seem a lot more fun. Yeah. Than yeah. end of the universe because I still don't understand if the Kindred were good or bad. If the cyborg men were good or bad, I this was all just a war between two yeah. warring races that we know, get stuck in the middle. We know, like we know, one of them is there to stop the other, but we don't know which right. one was the one that we want to win. Possibly neither right. of them. I don't know, but exactly. Yeah, it, I think that's kind of the point. It do, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, we just don't want them on this planet. Go. Do it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, if I'm gonna care about this, if these guys show back up. You kind of like if this is Starro coming in, right? Mm. You know, there's enough context to know, you know, mind controlling Starfish bad, or Brainiac. You know, if this is like a war between Brainiac and Starro, you know what the stakes are. But I kind of feel like when you when the Kindred were created by people, like they were trying to save the Earth, but ugh, maybe they're not actually helping. <laughs> like they think they are. I don't know and. Like that's all well and good for later stories, but everything's been poorly defined. Like, like, like yeah. Aquaman in this issue. I mean, the last three issues really, but this is the one where he finally did something. Is he has these magic crystals that are talking to him, and tell him. If... But we don't know what they're saying because it's a one-way conversation. Yeah, and he knows he needs to put them in a certain place, and then they do something, and that was it. Like, what were they? Why were they special? Like the. There's very it was little like Justice League context. side quest. Like each <laughs> each group of characters had a side quest that added up to nothing. That is very accurate. Right? That's about that's about it. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Very very disappointed. I kind of want to know what Forever Crisis is. I mean. Yeah, me too. Yeah, obviously I want to know. It. I mean, because the Anytime... fact is, like, this could go two ways, right? This could either just be an arc in Justice League, meaning like, eh, whatever, it'll probably just be another mediocre story. Or, maybe this is an event that's coming in like a year's time. We don't know. Well, anytime DC uses Crisis, it's not small. Like, to yeah. use that word, like, you, they could have said the forever event is coming, but they didn't. They said the forever crisis. Yeah, you see Crisis and you go, ooh. Well, that's why I'm what's, thinking... What's coming? That's why I'm thinking it's, there's a chance it's a, like a big event that's going yeah. to be a big deal. 
But if it is, I'm like, ah, did they have to tease it in this mediocre book and not one of the other ones? <laughs> yeah, not a great start to but, the... But the, then again, the... where are you going to do it? You can't do it in Trinity because that's doing its own thing. And... JLA might be too late. Yeah. yeah, so... And that's cool, but like... If the Forever Crisis involves these cyber cyborg people and the Kindred, again, I'm be like, well, cool. Yeah. It might be alright if it's written by someone else. And That's what I'm thinking. If it's, a, if it's an event, then it may be written by a completely different like person. You know, so. I just think Hitch isn't that great a writer, frankly. I mean, we, his art's all well and good for most people, it seems. But as a writer, I don't write him. It's funny, though, because it's teasing things like this, we know we're going to keep reading it. It'll always be at the bottom of my pile, yeah. and it'll always be yeah. kind of mediocre, probably, but I'll keep reading it because it's not offensively it's, bad. It's just really... It's easy well, to read still. still. Yeah, yeah, and at least this arc's over. That's what I'm looking forward to. Now, if the next arc is not as good, then I'll probably drop it, you know, and just pick back up when I know whatever event's coming and catch up on it. But... Again, with the solicits, like we have the date between Jessica and Barry coming yeah. up. Like that should be fun. Yeah, I want to so. see that. I'll take us on to Green Arrow issue seven. Benjamin Percy writing, of course, and Stephen Byrne on uh, art. So this is the second of what has turned out to be a two-part story. Uh, it looks like we're yeah, going back a little to... disappointed in that because I'm not actually. I, a... I get it. I think it was always you... just intended to be the fill-in for Byrne to step in, do a little bit of art while they wait for the next one to be ready. And that's cool, but then don't have like this huge story that you're setting up of of uh, Emmy versus the Yakuza and the Clock King stuff, and then just wrap it up within the span of four pages. I don't know. I feel like this is again you letting your expectations like hinder you a little well, no, bit. I just it feels uneven. It feels like they front loaded or they back loaded it to where it felt like this could have been at least four issues. You know, mm, I do feel I could have spread to three quite nicely, yeah, or three, and then they just backloaded everything in this issue because I, I really like the last issue. See, I I liked the last issue when I read it a second time. This one I was fine with. I thought I enjoyed most of it. I think my main problem with the last issue is, is at the end when Ollie had the watch on. I don't think it was clear exactly what that was saying or what that meant because when this no. one started and it was like oh, it's like she'd swapped it to him rather than yeah. him just having one too. I was like, all oh, right, I didn't get that from the last one. Yeah, me mm. neither. So, and that's what I mean. A couple more issues could have filled that out, and yeah. you could have told the same story, but I just felt like they rushed through everything. Um, I will say the art was great again. I like how all the scenes in present day in uh, Tokyo are all have that really sort of red colouring instead of yep. like the Seattle greens and oranges yeah. and stuff. Um, sets it apart nicely. And I thought they had good moments, and I thought... Like, I thought it was an enjoyable read. I, I agree, this two-parter yeah. has nothing on the, the, the first arc, and probably nothing on the next arc, I imagine. But, uh... No. It, it, I it like was... how it defined Emmy, you know? It did. Like, I, we I, get much think, more on her. I think that's what worked about it. I think it set up what mm -hmm. type of character she is. The, the way that she, like, will dive in head first. you know, whether it's in the flashback with a bomb vest to solve the problem, or in the yeah. present day where she'll just jump in and fight a dragon to try and save her mother's like debt you know like it, it sets up who she is she's willing to make the crazy call and put herself on the line to solve a problem let's you know? pause that real quick and let's let everyone who didn't read this and is somehow listening to it she fights a man that turns into a dragon yes yes the accuser yeah. boss who has the debt on her mother's head uh, can turn into a dragon and refers to himself as the dragon and it right, it's not just a cool, cool nickname that he gets because 
He has a penchant of burning people. No, dude's a literal dragon. So, and I thought that was... I, I really like it at first, first where he's, he's just smoking and like the smoke's coming yeah. out of his nose. And it's got a lot, like, you know, that dragon breathe thing. Yeah. And then he turns around and there's fire coming out of his eyes and his ears have kind of gone scaly. Yep. It's awesome. They look great as well. Like I, I, like I say, the book like gorgeous from start to finish, yep. but yeah. yeah, that stuff was yep. really fun. And my my biggest problem was actually right at the start. So it's obviously these these guys chopping down this tree, mm-hmm. and they don't seem like they're that bad. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And and I'd then he comes in. To the arm. Yeah, but then, uh. and then he comes in. and goes. I'm looking for the uh, the angry white mouth breathing red meat fascists. And it's like this seems a bit oh, over gosh. the top. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they I down agree. Free. That feels like he actually has an SJW from the internet, and he's yeah, he's jumping like, to conclusions. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like these guys have legitimate reasons to be annoyed. Like they've lost their jobs, the industry's dying. Sure, sure, you can argue like whether or not that's a good or bad thing. That's not the point. But the fact is, this has affected them, yeah. and it feels like a very harsh overreaction. It would have it would have been nice them. if he tried to talk them down and like, oh no, eat my chainsaw, and then he has to. Go into it, and that's where he calls them, whatever, because yeah. they don't want to look for a solution. But yeah, he just jumps right on in to being an internet jerk. Yeah, I just think it would have been nice if they'd kind of taken it a bit more evil. These guys have legitimate grievances. Don't just paint them as generic villains that you're going to shoot. Yeah. Not too much that's yeah. for. Um, like I said, the stuff I thought worked was the like setting up Emmy as a character. So the way the two stories wrap up is Emmy basically wears a suicide vest to the Clock King's shop and forces him to, like, you know, just fix it, basically. And then, in present day, she beats the dragon. Well, Shadow shows up and plants some explosives. Oh, so bombs yeah. are just working in every side of this. Can I just say, I love how the Clock King is a full-on Bond villain. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the with the, uh, the pit and the pendulum. The swinging moment. axe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, I thought it was fun. Um... Certainly, I thought the first arc was better. Obviously, I agree with the issues you have at the start, and you know, I, I mentioned the the thing that I didn't quite get from the end of the last issue going into this one, but yeah, but the art's gorgeous still. The art's so. gorgeous. It's a really it's easy read. Fun, yeah, yeah, it's still a fun read. Like this, this had more in common with Percy's run before Rebirth. Yeah, I think where it was almost like grindhousey, over the top. So interestingly, you know. Percy wrote a novel. A couple of years ago, that's getting turned into a TV show. I just noticed that today. Expect that in the TV news oh. next week, Connor. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I, had I, I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah, I just yeah. seen that before we started recording. Um, all right, so that's Green Arrow issue seven. That'll take us on to Green Lanterns issue seven, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Ronan Cliquette, I think. Oh, Cliquette? Cliquette? Uh, I think it's Cliquette. I'm just, I'm just wondering if it's like French and there's like silent parts that I'm not meant to say. <laughs> yeah, silent uh, letters that aren't meant to be silent unless it's in French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this issue is a bit of a, a breather, a bit of downtime after yeah. the first arc. And basically Simon's worried because it's Halloween and his family has a tradition where the mum comes over and they all make cookies and a big dinner and they have a thing for Halloween. Yeah. First of all, can I just say I would love if I had a tradition for Halloween, but I don't. There you go. But anyway, so this is well, Simon... a certain movie you watch every Halloween, Pete? Like... Uh, you mean Halloween? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, you're like the horror dude. Well, yeah, I, figured, I watch like, movies, but what I'm saying tra- is, I, I don't know anyone who has, like, family plans that they do every Halloween. 
Oh. Like, maybe if you've got kids, okay, you take kids trick-or-treating, but that's about it. There's yeah. no, there's no, like, this is like a family tradition where they all get together for a dinner, like, like it's, like, Christmas. Yeah, I like that, though. I like that it gives the peek into his family and builds that up. And now it might just be a made-up thing by Humphreys. Yeah. You know, but also learn that I think that the family is from Lebanon because it's, a like, a whole Lebanese thing yeah. that he brings up. They make these cookies. Yeah, these so that was cool. Yeah, well, that's the main plot of the book, actually, is that uh, Simon and Jess, Jess is helping him, and Jess is going to meet his family, and she's really anxious because of that. And I like to fake out at the start, because we've been complaining yep. that every issue started with Jess and Simon like explaining their backstories. And yep. Jess, once again, I'm really anxious. I was in my apartment for three years after my yep. friends all get killed. But it twists it because it builds up, and it's like, and it's all yep. about her meeting his family, and that's what she's nervous about. Yep. It's not about, you know, fighting red And I like that. I thought, like... If we'd gotten that once before, and then we get it again here as a reminder, I think it would have worked a lot better. It still works well. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have packed more of a punch. Because I like that. And as I get anxious in situations like this, like meeting new people and come up with all the excuses in the world, like, nah, I'll just, I'm not feeling good. I'll stay home. And then your friend or, you know, whoever is like, nah, you're going to come with. And it all ends up being okay. Like, I like that they, they use that for here. Yeah, and, um, I, I would say this is easily the best issue of this book so far. I, I straight up love this issue. This is yeah, this too. is why I stuck with it. I was, you know, I was saying for a long time, yeah. like, I just want the Red Lanterns gone. I just want this yeah. to do a book about them. And finally, this is what we've got. And this yeah. this is, just what, just give me this every issue. Yeah. I think occasionally Humphrey's dialogue's a bit on the nose. Like, but other than that, yeah. like, uh, they're really nice together. I thought, uh, the art wasn't better than the last issue because I really liked the art in the last issue, but yeah. the, it was a step up from a lot of the earlier stuff where I said some of the faces were looking a bit weird. Uh, I didn't yeah. feel yeah. that here. Also, with Hamf- uh, Humphrey's dialogue, where she's like, Jessica's like, oh, you fought Darkseid and you brought down the Hell Tower. And as she tries to leave, she's like, oh, yeah, I gotta go meet Darkseid. He cell phoned me. Oh, I love that joke. Yeah, that was a yeah. great joke. When he's like, uh, because now she's because it's all narration, and she's like, maybe Darkseid's yeah. got plans, or maybe I'll go see what yeah. he's doing. And then she's like, she just sort of like casually brings. It. I was like, yeah, Darkseid's yeah. got ramen or something. It seems like another yeah. guy. Um, no, there was, yeah. it was it was a, it was a fun book. Their stuff was fun. They bonded a little bit. The stuff with uh, the sun and the guardian was fun because the guardian's oh, meditating. And the kid is like yeah. putting stuff. He's like pinging his nose and putting stuff on his head. Yeah. And I was reading this in bed, so there was that page there. I was just there reading it, and I got to him just going boop, and I just burst out laughing. And yeah. she just looked to me like, "What the hell are you reading?" Yeah. <laughs> that was good. And, and obviously, and it's so different from what Connor's saying is going on in mm. in the Hal Jordan book. Like, this seems like it's taking time to breathe and. Let the characters, each character gets a moment, even Simon's family. You know, yeah. and you get more insight on the mom, and she's very stern. And even Simon's going, was like, I was kind of a bad son. You know, I did stuff to rebel where I didn't need to. And yeah. that's why he's so worried. But the mom's just like, no, you're still, you know, you're still a good son. There's a nice bit of him building up his confidence as well, because he's like, He's like, no, I'm not telling him a green lantern. You can, she'll think it's crazy. But then once Jess talks yeah. him back into making the cookies, like he actually opens the. He's standing there with the cookies, dressed in full yeah. uniform. Um, so he has like a bit of a confidence. And she's boost. like, what is this, a Halloween costume? 
And I, I love that she's riding him hard about the whole thing until she tastes yeah. the cookie. And she's like, ah, you're my son. Like, I'm proud of you. You're yeah. courageous. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, yeah. I know that you're, you're getting your taste satisfied. You're all happy. Yeah. Life lesson. Food fixes everything. It does. You know, Except she might have poisoning. been really upset. Well, you know. <laughs> but yeah. And then the stuff with the Guardian at the end, you know, starts to jump into what's going to happen be... next. So that was cool. Yeah, because yeah, like, the Dominators are coming and that's your tease for the, whatever the threat's <sighs> going to be. The, but Joe, you know I loved. Oh, I love that as he's flying down the street, there's like pumpkins all over the street. And I, I love that this arc is all set at Halloween. It's, I yeah. love it. Yes. It's yes. just so good. This this issue is what this book should be on a regular basis, and I really hope it can continue this going yep. forward now. Yeah, at least this arc seems like it's going to be up our street. Uh, maybe it'll swap with arcs where we're not as into it because it's dealing with stuff. But yeah. actually, can we can we talk about the solicits just briefly, actually? I want to bring up something yeah. Connor mentioned about the solicits. Because Connor looked at the uh, solicits for Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. And you know how oh. we, keep, we, we keep talking about how, oh, we kind of wish we stayed away from the uh, the other coloured cores for a while. You know, because we had yeah. Red Lanterns in this. Sinestro's still doing the whole yellow ring thing in yeah. uh, Hal Jordan. And the solicits for Hal Jordan, whatever the issues are in December, says... There's an issue about Lurfreeze, so we're getting an orange lantern issue. And then yeah, the first yeah. one, he's got them trapped in like a, a bottle universe thing. Yeah, and then the next one says, and then Hal Jordan tries to resurrect the Blue Lantern Corps. <laughs> and, and, oh, I'll turn that. I'll turn that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Joe is really sad. The Blue Lanterns are supposed to be hope. I'm supposed to be like, yeah, they're returning. Hope is coming back. Yeah. But I'm just oh. laughing. God's sake. We talked online with our friend James about this, and he's like, well, I don't have a problem. It's like, do people get tired of Lex Luthor with Superman? And as a Superman fan, yes, there is too much of certain. And I don't think that's a fair comparison because, like, Humphreys is bringing the Dominators into this. When was the last time we'd seen the Dominators? I think the easy answer is yes, they do. That's why he has other villains. Yeah. Right? So, and it's the same with Batman. Like, look at Batman's rogues gallery. Like... It's you so get a bunch of stories. Yeah. 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 Like Batman's so, rogues gallery is so varied that you you can like literally have like obviously the Joker tends to pop up a bit often, but like like Bane's coming back. We have not properly seen Bane in a main Batman story in years. And yeah. it's not like they've been ignoring him, it's just that he's got so many villains to cycle through yeah. that we can go that long and then it's like, Oh, it's oh nice, but, we can yeah. Bane again. They oh. also the- create new ones on a regular basis. Yeah. Look, Court, Court of Owls is now iconic yeah. with, with as one of those oh. And it's great that John's created all these different color core, but at the same time, there's seven of them. We, if you want them to make them feel special, you know, kind of draw back on them a little bit. Especially you know? when they're kind of used often together, you don't tend yeah. to get. I mean, we're right, sure we just got Red Lanterns, but yeah. that was, and that's that's an exception getting just one at a time. I feel because yeah. obviously this one we're coming up, we're going to have the Sinestros, we're going to have oranges, and we're going to have blues all at the same time in one book. And we haven't seen Carol and the Star Sapphires for a while, or the Indigo Tribe. So, like, you know, just let them all go have peace talks somewhere else, and let's let's get. There's so many alien species in DC, like, yeah, you know, just just do something different. Just it's not that much to ask. Yeah, but Green Lantern Seven was very good. So, uh, yeah. Uh, worth checking out maybe if you dropped it maybe issue seven is one to uh actually this might be a nice jumping on point just because it's a standalone issue almost you know 
they take a break from Green Lantern Inc. Well, I feel like as long as you get the idea that at the end of the last arc, yeah. the Red Lanterns kind of yeah. was dealt with for now, you're fine to jump back on. Yeah. Exactly. All right, uh, that'll take us on to Aquaman issue seven, written by Dan Abner oh. and art by Scott Eaton. Matt, you, you, you cannot hold back your opinion on. Something. I can't because <laughs> I was so excited for the series when it started, and it as each issue goes, the more I don't like it. I just realised I didn't read it. All the one before. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was just Connor. looking through my books. Now I was like, hang on, I haven't got Aquaman. Con- Connor. Nick, you, you keep that a secret until we're done talking about it. No, no, I'm not lying to you. I, can't, I, oh, I, no. I, I want this out in the open. I was like, <laughs> no, no. Uh-huh. All right. It, it tells you a bit about the quality of this book, though, that I didn't even yeah. realize I hadn't read Batman it. Batman shows up at the end. I, I don't know. Because, no. I mean, Superman no. showed up for the la- last it, time, so it could do. He doesn't. It, but... However, what does show up at the end is Underwater Doomsday. Yeah. Do I have to catch up on this? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. I've now I'm gonna I've have lost... three issues to read, and it's like, do I want to? Yeah, I I've lost the uh, initiative to read. I mean, I'll keep reading it. I need to see where it goes, but I'm never excited to read it. Yeah, it's, and it's... it started with such promise with that rebirth, and as each issue's gone by, it's just like I feel like Abnett's focusing on the wrong stuff don't get um, me wrong i do think yeah. this issue was better than the last one just because it, it brought back the fbi ladies that i liked from his uh previous story yeah so that was a nice little surprise and but the whole nemo thing is completely like i felt like we've given it screen time or or panel page time for nothing like i don't feel like they're gonna have an impact in this whatsoever well they revealed that they were the ones who did the the attack well, that aquaman was getting blamed well, for and Kind of knew that though, right? Well, we, like, yeah, we did. But and Black Manta's just quickly like taken over. He's killed the Fisher King. He's now the leader. Yeah. I had no idea who this group was whatsoever, and I'm a lone wolf, and I do what I want when I want. And he gets in there and is like, "Well, I'm your leader now." And Black you Jack, you guys are not making me want to read this. And Black Jack just kind of goes along with it. Yeah, yeah, I could tell the tide was shifting. He's our leader. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm following him. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just... And, I did like the the Mira in Aquaman stuff. Like, I almost wish this was one of those issues like we've gotten with Green Lantern and Superman, where we can take a break, reset a little bit after what had just happened with Aquaman and Mira, to where it starts off with uh, all these people in Atlantis wanting Aquaman's attention uh, for different duties he has as king and leader. And one of them is, you know, Mera, if, if they are actually going to be full-on wed for her to be the queen, she has to do these, like, Atlantean, like, customs. Yeah, because rituals. She's from yeah. yeah. And Aquaman's like, yeah, that's just, you know, that's an insult to me. Like, if she's going to be my queen, she's going to be my queen. That's just it. Like, And at the end, Mera's like, well, if it's important to the people, I will go through them just to play ball. And, you know, we want to make this easy. And I like that type of stuff. You know, on the emotional level, the rest yeah. of the thing I just felt was kind of drivel. Yeah, it, it, like, yeah. it goes in questions the leader of that previous uh, like Atlantean terror group, who the deluge. And the I deluge, think there you go. naming the special forces the drift, naming the terrorists the deluge, I think is part of a problem. But he goes and talks to him, and he tries to get information out of him, which goes nowhere because he doesn't know what's going on because yeah. he, he doesn't know it's Nemo and you know whatever, yeah. and it's. I don't know, it's just the plot is just not that interesting. 
What happened to that unofficial rule of not having so many names starting with the same letters? Uh, I, so you I've differentiate them. It. Yeah. yeah, clearly, someone never you never got that lesson. But no, but yeah, you got the reveal that like the Atlantean guard stuff was not quite right because it had to be fitted for scuba tanks. You know, so mm. clearly it was surface people that attacked the poncha train. And so, I mean, little by little, there's some cool stuff in there. But as a whole, it's just each issue I read, I'm just like, yeah. why are whenever, we doing this? Whenever we get to one of these weeks, and I, but that, these weeks, I mean the Batman Superman weeks, not the detective yeah. action weeks. It's like oh. Justice League and Aquaman are the two at the bottom like, every time. Yep. Like, the, the, the I two. forgot it was here, so... Okay. Well, I made sure after the last couple that after the time I forgot to read it, I made sure that I make I read it first so I don't forget. Because <laughs> I will pull a Connor and just be like, oh yeah, that came out. Huh. Um, next time I'll, you... I'll see if I catch up in time for the next one. Next time Mara forgets to read something, I think uh, Brainiac's going to show up at the end. That's, 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 okay. that's my prediction. It's current gotcha. trend. Um, yeah, that's Aquaman. Uh, kind of mundane, kind of not great. I mean, art was only okay as well, I think. So you know, if if Alvin's just gonna put his A game to Titans, then I can sacrifice Aquaman. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I care more about Wally West and some of the other yeah. those characters than I do Aquaman. Um, yeah. All right, that'll take us on to Cyborg issue one. John Semper Jr. writing and Paul Pelletier on art, and uh, Cyborg uh, goes and listens to some jazz. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I almost feel like you could have swapped the rebirth issue in this issue, and it could have been fine. You know. But, but do you think it's better? Did you, would you rather have done that? I think so, because I feel like the whole jazz thing and him having an existential crisis, and then that leads to him finding his dad's notes. I think the flow would have been a little bit better. I think the intention is just the idea that. Because obviously they recap the notes anyway, so it's like, ah, oh, if you if you yeah. didn't read the rebirth, doesn't matter. Yeah. You still get the existential crisis, and you still know about the whole yeah. potentially no soul yeah. thing. I don't know if I'd have swapped them. I feel like uh, I did like this issue. I didn't. I mean, I didn't love it, but yeah. um, I, I did like that. Again, it was kind of a, it was for the most part it was a downbeat issue. It was you yeah. know uh, his friend from Star Lab Sarah try to cheer him up because he's you know down in the grumps and they go for ice cream and that horrible kid says he doesn't have a heart and. <laughs> I actually kind of like that because I work with kids and kids say things like that and they don't mean it. Oh, they're awful. Yeah. 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 And it just, it hits you, you know? So, yeah. yeah. No, I kind of like that. Hey, I I joke about being uh, racist to gingers, but really the only people that I'm racist towards are kids. They're awful. The worst. I still still can't believe the kids I saw this week, whether they're fighting over which one, whether they're playing, you know, as kids do, and they're fighting over which one has to be Superman. Because the other one, they both wanted to be Batman. Stupid kids. <sighs> I know. <laughs> Where was this? At work. <laughs> they, they were just, they were just in the airport. They were just running around playing. And I just, I was walking past and I heard them, and they were like, "No, you have to be Superman." I was like, well, "I don't want to be Superman. I want to be Batman." It's like, "Well, tough. I'm Batman." I would like, kick that kid right the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's face there was priceless. Um, <sighs> But anyway, back to uh, Cyborg. So yeah, it's sort of a downbeat issue, and Cyborg is, you know, trying to find his soul again, and it's sort of related to music, and uh, he's like, why are we even going to like a, a music club? Because, like, I can listen to every... Oh, by the way, Mr. Robot reference, I'm down. 
Well, yeah. see, I was, and I was like, why would you want to experience Mr. Robot like that? Okay, I agree. I wouldn't w- like to watch it like that either. But, you know, at the very least, I appreciate that a guy who's a cyborg watches Mr. Robot. Yeah. It's funny. That's true. It is. But anyway, uh, but he's like, oh yeah, I can listen to, I have listened to every single song in existence, you know, simultaneously. I like, there's no surprises for me. And she argues, yeah, but it's jazz. Like the whole point is, is that it's, uh, it's live and, and it's improvised and you don't know where it's going. Um, so I, I, I like where we're going with it. I like the, the whole metaphor and that life isn't predictable. You might think everything's predictable. Yeah. You might think everything's just a pattern or whatever, but there are differences. The example, like the giant robot predator that attacks them at the end. Uh, yeah. You know the predator, right? I'm not just imagining that. Yeah, the dread, the robotic dreads. Kinda, yeah. It's what's, yeah. What was its name? Kilgore. Kilgore. Kilgore with a percentage sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see, there's the little pieces here that make me interested, like the beginning with uh, whatever... They got the teased that last time. Yeah, the the villain, you know, has was talking about all these cybernetic, you know, DC characters, and almost like a gallery of them. I thought that was cool to see where that's going, and but yeah, it was like Pete keeps saying it was a downbeat issue, um, and I'm I'm interested to see where the rest of the art goes. Yeah, but uh, and I, it I, was such a bang from where it was. It was like uh, that's what I'm looking for, like. Took me by surprise, I guess. Yeah. See, I, I really like all the the jazz because it's like the whole rediscovering his humanity. I really want that to be the focus, not yeah. the big giant robot stuff. That doesn't interest me as much when this thing pops yeah. up. It's like, oh, okay, now we have to do some superheroing. Yeah. Well, see, I think it, that will be the focus, and I think the villain stuff will get more interesting because I like that it as a team of yeah. cybernetic beings, mm. and I feel like the themes that will come up from that are interesting. It's just the oh, here's the big robotic henchman to go and fight him for like half a yeah. issue, you know. Yeah, that little bit of stuff that maybe brings it down a little bit, but so far it's not bad. I'm, I'm... yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. Oh. yeah, keep reading Cyborg. Cool. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on the art? Uh, art looks great. Uh, not great, good. Uh, I, like I really like the here colors. I, I th- yeah. yeah, I thought it was. I thought when it was. This is a really annoying complaint to have about this book in particular. But I thought it was great when there was no robots or anything like that. Like, yeah. see, see when he was in the jazz club and it was just like yeah. the faces and he had the hood up and it's like the, the shadows and the light of the, the warm light of the you know the candles and stuff I yeah. thought that yeah. looked great and then the big robot I thought I oh, just like a regular big robot from a yeah. comic that, that, well, that the, silent page where it's just the, the music the it looks fantastic mm. yeah. yeah it's a really nice page so but yeah uh, if you haven't read the Pelletier stuff that he did on Aquaman it's pretty great like he, he worked on that with the sea creatures and whatnot, so I like to see him going a different uh, side now with Cyborg and it's all cybernetic stuff. And I like the way he draws Cyborg too, because he feels like the sleek version that we got in Justice League, but he also feels like big and clunky, like he takes up a lot of space. Yeah. So, uh, Sarah mm. cracks a lot of jokes as well when he doesn't laugh at a joke. He's like, "Oh, I'll have to check your your humor sensors when we go back." Yeah. And stuff like that. just a lot of little touches like that. Yeah. So uh, no. Uh, yeah, Cyborg issue one, not bad. So that'll take us on to the first issue of a mini series that had just started this week, and that is Raven issue one, written by Marv Wolfman and uh, art by Alison Borges or Borges. I'm not sure where she's from, so I'm just going to say it both ways in case it's uh, one or the other. And uh, I've offended Connor; he just went up and left the room. He did. He's uh, apparently Raven has has altered his emotions, and he needs to go yes. cry. It's annoying that he left because he's the one that has 
more he, like Raven's like one of his favorite characters. He's like more invested in this than we are, I think. But yeah, I mean, I like the fact that Wolfman's returning to the character, so mm-hmm. that's cool. But um, as far as the Titans go, she's definitely low on my list. I thought this was okay. Yeah, me too. Th- there was it things, was weird. Uh, it was yeah, it was weird. There was things I liked about it. I liked some of the high school stuff. I liked the the fun. Like she's weird with this normal family, and she's not fitting in. I liked yeah. that part of it. I really did not get what happened at the end, like at all. Me neither. Connor, would you care to explain what happened at the end of this issue? What happened at the end? We we on Raven now, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, we're not talking about Harley Quinn because neither of us read that. Connor, (laughs) I was just checking. There's not something else. So the girl at school who, like, whenever Raven got near, she could sense there was like a, a, like you know, magical demonic presence, whatever. Yeah, and it affects the other kid and all that. But at the end of the issue, we see this girl go into uh, the garage to say it like an American for Matt's sake, Uh, garage for Connor's sake. Um, Garage. Anyway, so she goes, she goes into the uh, the car storage area of the house and she there's this orb and she says some stuff and then it flashes if she's like back at a fair and she's hitting like the giant hammer stuff and all that and then this demonic presence escapes from Raven it looks like and th- then she says what the other girl said and what? I, I feel like when she was doing the stuff connecting in the school they, they got linked somehow. Okay, right, okay. And either they got a link there, or there's a link from before that we don't know about yet. I think it's just so that we'll, we'll just get to. It was just confusing because it started on heart yeah. and then it went across to heart. I didn't really understand why there was like fairground like panels in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that stuff was a bit weird. Like I was saying to Matt though before, I liked her fitting in or trying to fit in with this family who are really normal and she's like really weird and I liked all that stuff. I liked her trying to fit in at school. Yep. Um. But whenever they brought up the magic stuff, I... And it's not just because I dislike magic, because obviously I do have a taste for less magic and more other stuff, but, like, it was just... It felt weird when it came up, whereas all the banter when they were just, like, talking and, like, she was trying to be a teenager and... I think the magic was just... Like, it was a little bit undefined, was the yeah. problem. Yeah, undefined. That's a good word. say It's like they plucked Raven out and put her in an issue of Archie. Hmm. Of... Because, like, all the teenagers... I really like that stuff. Yeah, I like, like that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're too. they're trying to accept her in, and she is trying really hard just to be normal. But really, when you're half Hellspawn demon, how normal can you be? And the uh, the art style really suits that setting as well. It's got a really yep. fun, poppy, you know, yep. high school feel to it, which is really but yeah. Nice. I, I liked it despite it being weird, and I do want to see where it goes because like I had no idea what to make up the ending, you know. Just as like, okay, well, I'm along for this ride. It's only, yeah. is it five or six issues? Six, six I think. Um, okay. yeah. I will ask Connor, since you know more about Raven Nadu, specifically yeah. the, this one that's came from New 52, can you please explain the uh, the father and what she's talking about when she's talking about her brothers and her father? You mean Trigon? Yeah, Trigon. Yeah. Talk to, talk, explain what Trigon is. Trigon is a demonic entity from another world. Is it from Azeroth? Azeroth, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Raven is his daughter, obviously, so she's half Azerothian. So, so there's a cult human. to Trigon, yeah. right, on Earth. Yeah. And her mom, they kind of touch on it here. Her mom gets involved with them and ends up becoming the bride of Trigon. Yeah. And through that, 
we get half demon entity uh, Raven, who's supposed to be Trigon's mortal vessel. I just think it's uh, so, worth saying that stuff because I feel like Raven's not as yeah. known. And if you if you if, mm. if someone's just yeah. started reading comics with a uh, rebirth, you know mm-hmm. they're not gonna know who Raven is. Yeah, really. yeah. So now this is my big question on her because I'm not that big. What is her power set? Like I know she has stuff to do with emotions. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like reality. Well, it's very similar to like Scarlet Witch. I think it's like yeah, kind of reality warping. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But and yeah, she can so, make heads explode because she mentions that she shouldn't make the heads explode of the other teenagers, even though she wants to. Yeah, <laughs> she can make like portals, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most of my interactions with uh, interactions, most of my stuff with Raven comes from the Teen Titans cartoon. Yeah, which is a lot more goofy. Um, Still a so, great take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I assume yeah, you like the um, issue, Connor. I did. I, like you said, there are some some issues. Like the the magic feels a bit undefined. The ending is a little bit comfortled. Yeah, confused to be fuddled. Yes, it's a bit of both. It's not quite entirely sure what it is, but uh, yeah, the rest of it, I, I I enjoyed it, and it's better than any other Raven we've had in the last five years. So you know that's a win. So have you read the Teen Titans arc with her? Well, arc, but the New Fifty Two. I read the. F- First run of Teen Titans, and then okay. some of New Teen Titans. Because I'm glad she's not wearing that stupid-looking helmet oh, thing. Oh, that like face I'd n- gauntlet. Yeah, I had no idea what that's about. You kind of get a little bit of that when she talks about her brothers. I don't like almost that. That's her demon form kind of deal. I don't remember seeing this, but what you're describing sounds like she's like a mini Doctor Doom with a purple hood. <laughs> no, it's like uh. silver spikes that come all the way oh, over right, her okay. face. Yeah. And so instead of like just a hood, it's like her whole face is enclosed in this silver spike thing. But you can oh, still yeah. see like her mouth, you know. Yeah. So it covers the thing, and it's just it's like a weird inverted Power Rangers helmet type deal. Very. Yeah, odd. it's very ugly. Very. Odd. And so I'm glad they got back to her traditional look, where she has the forehead crystal and she wears her hood up like an emo kid. Yeah. You know. So. But yeah, I have no idea whatever that that was about. And anytime I ask somebody, they're just like, oh, I didn't read Teen Titans. So, <laughs> because for obvious reasons, <laughs> I don't yeah, think so, they ever gave a reason. That was yeah. just her, you know, that was just her new 52 redesign. It just was, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. no, but yeah. And so, Trigon has other sons and they're on the look for her because he wants, you know, Trigon wants to come and take over, like, that's yeah. Earth, like, that's, that's his, that's his thing, deal. yeah, yeah. Because what what else are demonic? Clearly, he's not strong enough to where a group of teen sidekicks can't ever just put him back in his place. So I always kind of like that. Like Justice League, nah. Trigon gets taken out by the Teen Titans. Yeah, so. but I, I I admire his ambition. He keeps yes. on coming back for more. <laughs> so. All right. Hey, cat. Do you want to be a member of the Feline Titans? No. No. He could be the 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 speedy cat. <laughs> um, be the not cat. speedy. The Flash Cat, yeah. Yeah, uh, Wesker can be uh, the Bat Cat, and Garrus can be gray and white. Mm. I don't know what he can be. It's the Cyborg Cat. Okay, sure, Cyborg Cat. No, that's yeah. lame. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? I don't know. Depends what sort what what sort of uh, powers does a Cyborg Cat have? Oh, the claws and and. Yeah, Pete, uh, I know we're no, trying to put off Connor's corner, but I think we should get there. No, actually, I just thought of what the power of Cyborg Cat would have. Do you know how Cyborg can connect to the internet and all that, and like he's in the, the uh-huh. networks and all that? Uh-huh. Cyborg Cat would connect to the internet 
Just purely to create more cat memes. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're a cyborg cat. Yeah. So no, what you're saying is everyone on the internet about eight years ago was a cyborg cat. Yeah. Hey, the cat meme culture is alive and well, Connor, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not as much as it was eight years ago. True, true. Because people discovered that cat taking pictures of cats and putting on a, a line was funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and everyone was doing it for a little while. Anyway, uh, so Raven issue one is not bad. It's a couple of rough elements, but um, if enjoyable enough, enjoyable enough. If you if you like the idea of the high school stuff, I think you might dig it. But anyway, yeah. uh, that takes us on to the one final book, and it is the sole, wow, well. sole entry in Connor's corner this week. Oh yes, it's technically two books or two issues of the same book. Uh, <laughs> So you get Harley Quinn issue three and four. I never checked to see if there was a different artist on issue three, but uh, on issue different four, artist on four. There's a different artist on four. Yeah, three is a uh, is Chad Harkin. For, oh, well, I don't know. I've, I've got the one for four written down, which is why I said I don't know if it's a different artist on three. Yeah, three is the one from the first few arcs. Uh, oh, it's uh, Chad Harkin and also John Timms. Yeah, well, it's, uh, jo- Joseph Michael uh, Lindner is the uh, artist on issue four. Okay. So there you go. Take it away, Connor. Um, All right. So three, obviously, at the end of two, Ivy showed up. They they beat some zombies. It's cool. They have some banter. Uh, they they joke about how Harley was. They they promised they'll go to a trip to the Bahamas together. And Ivy says, "How about in ten weeks' time?" And I'm pretty sure that's exactly when the issue that was solicited for their trip to the Bahamas comes out. Ten weeks after that one. So. You know, but I don't think it was solicited at the time that this issue came out. So, you know, it was nice, I suppose, at the time. Now it's kind of meaningless. Um, that, uh, the, the red tool guy, you know, the guy who got his arm chopped off sure. and got catapulted to the, the hospital uh-huh. at the end of the... Yeah. I have vague memories of this, Jess. So he got someone else's hand put on. Someone else, you know, very typical. And he, he asks for the, the story of the hand. Yeah. And... um. Turns out it belonged to a guy who was a, a serial public masturbator. <laughs> he would go into uh, lingerie sections, creep and look over the, the, the dressing rooms. And, uh, I don't yeah. want to laugh at that. I don't want to laugh he, at he's that. He's like, oh my god, this is awful. Get this hand off me. Get it off me. And it's the not... doctor just screams at me. He goes, it's okay. He was a lefty, goddammit. He was a lefty. See, and Matt, it's fantastic. It's okay to laugh at it because the reason why it's funny is because it's the, that whole horror trope where you have the hand of a killer and they'll kill people. But, but yeah. 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 So it's funny to think that. Yeah. It's an amusing idea. I'll give it that much. I just like, you just hand that hand like a bottle of chocolate milk that needs to be shaken up and keep it busy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like. Oh, God. <laughs> Like yeah, a, the doctor's like, like it's all right. That, that's the right hand, and he was a lefty. You're fine. Oh, man. But that that really cracked me up. I'm not gonna lie, it was good. Yeah. That's probably the best stuff in the issue. The rest of it was Harley and the gang. They were going underground to try and get through all the zombie stuff, and they got to like there's this secret tunnels, and they get to a room, and it's like all oh, they all connect to different places. They've all got symbols on the doors as to where they go to, you know. And they're like, oh, we'll come back to this later. So. Clearly, that's going to come up again, because that's what this book does. So, are they like the Nightmare Before Christmas doors? With yeah, like, sort of, um, but they're not like not magical or anything. They just lead to yeah. a place in the city. 
but right. yeah, it's it's very similar. Like like this one goes to a theater, and it's got you know like the right. theater masks on it. Right. Okay. But there's one that's like big, massive, like padlocks and chains over it, and obviously she goes straight for that one. Uh, of course she does. Of course. Although to be fair, wouldn't you? Kinda. I mean, I'm also not a psychologist that's become a or a psychiatrist that's become a woman that just like a clown. So that is a fair point. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. It was it was fun. And the next one, so that was the, the that was that arc. The zombies are dealt with, whatever. And then so the next one is the kind zombies of are dealt with, whatever. Yeah, it, it's kind of just like ah, they're dealt with. That's it. It is very much like that. All it right. doesn't. There's no plot reason really. It's just oh, okay, arc's done. It's kind of how this book's always been though. All right. What's this for about? I, th- I think I think it was about I think it was an alien entity was it was what caused it all. Something you know whatever. I but, remember uh, it. No, I remember it became a cow, and then yeah, yeah, slow. yeah, and it kind of exploded, and they were like, okay, we're clear now. Job's done. But the, the next one is a, it's kind of a, a break before the next stuff starts, and she's re-promoting the you know that hot dog stand that started it all. She uh, yeah. she goes up to it and says, "Hey, I'll uh, I'll spread the word if you give me like six hot dogs a day. I'll walk around eating them and prove that they're fine." And he goes, "Sure, but you got to wear a hat as well that says the the stall name on it." She goes, "Only if you give me drinks and the chips as well, fries. Sorry." <laughs> and um, so she just basically spends the issue walking around eating those, but she goes on roller coasters and gets sick, so everyone still thinks they're infected because. Why not? Other than that, she goes, she flies to India and fights a big, massive mech suit thing, which has a little kid inside it. Just, yeah, it does some really weird stuff. She goes to India where she fights a giant mech that's got a kid inside it. Yeah. That was a sentence that just came out of Connor's mouth, uh, Matt. Did that you is, that? That is what it was. this issue was. Well, the second half of this issue was. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, I bet it's another alien inside it. And then this, this kid in. Like just steps out, and he's and he she... a serial masturbator as well. No, no, this is actually a child, and she spanks him. Well, I got kinky anyway. <laughs> yes, you're close, but it's it's fun. It's it's still just more of the same, which obviously you guys hate it. So <laughs> I like don't it. hate it. It's just not my thing. Oh no, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't speaking for you, Pete. Issue one, was, myself. issue one, I could barely finish. I struggled through that. Like some of these ideas are actually kind of funny. I laughed at the serial masturbator thing, but the writing just makes it. There's there's another good like visual gag sort of thing in this one where um there like there's all these people. And it's like a call center, and they're all saying we're calling to inform you that the IRS is filing a lawsuit against you. For for more information, call this number. And there's just like a hundred guys all doing this while the mech's still coming through and smashing it up, they're carrying on. And there's a shot where they're falling out the window off this, like, skyscraper building, and uh, you just see them still still saying the lines on the phone as they're falling. It's amusing. Because it's like, not played up as a joke, it's just kind of in the background of another panel, mm-hmm. so it works. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's kind of more of the same. If you, you don't like it, you're not going to like this. Yeah, that's right. But, the yeah. point of Connor's Corner is not to try and convince us to read it. We're 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 past that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I at some point I half convinced Matt to read 
Hal Jordan and then lost it again. Aye, for one issue. Aye. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> so how did you promise me Guy Gardner? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I know, it's not you, Guy man. Gardner, though. I received Vin Diddy. He promised me Guy Gardner, too. I thought that's what I was getting, but no. Oh, well, I guess that wraps up uh, Connor's Corner this week. Oh, riveting edition. Uh... I'm really just looking forward to getting the, the Ivy stuff in the Bahamas, because that's when the series has been at its best. Well, I guess that that wraps all the books up, which leads us to favourite things of the week. So, panel. Favourite panel. Panel. What could the panel be of the week? I... Oh, this is, this is, uh, this is a tough one this week. It is a tough one. The top five is going to be really tough as well. Um, I think... Hmm. Okay, I think my panel <sighs> of the week is going to be... Huh. I want something from Trinity, but I don't even know what to pick. <laughs> I, I thought that. I was like... It's like, I kind of want something from Trinity, kind of want something from Superman, kind of want something from Green Arrow. <laughs> you know what? I, no, I'm picking. I'm going to go with Superman. And I'm going to go with... Not even the final panel. I'm going to go with the second final panel. I want the panel where Lois... It's like she's realised it, but she's not <laughs> yeah. shouted about it yet. Gotcha. It's, yeah. really, it's really that sequence of panels. It's that whole page, really, but... That's the one. That's the one that made me crack up. Yeah. It's the look of like, hmm, like, you know, uh, contrasting with Clark's like, oh dear, you know, yeah. Yeah. like those two together at the I same time. I done goofed. Yeah. I done goofed. And John yeah. just completely oblivious in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I love that she's mad at him for stopping an armed robbery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare <On> family he? Family time. Yeah. <laughs> it's more. It's not so much that he did it. It's the fact that he felt the need to lie. Or yeah, yeah. That he was trying. At to least that's that what I found in my. In my experience, yeah. that's what usually it is. <laughs> uh. Uh, dear, uh, Matt. So I'm going to go with one from Trinity, since Pete didn't go with that. And it's something really simple, and it's one woman and Lois sitting on the porch. Oh, and okay. it has that caption with, you know, from rivals to friends. And it's just, you know, I wanted to go with one of the splash pages that does the... You know, the layouts. It, that it'd be so the easy. Levels. The logo, the logo layouts. It, mm. Exactly. It's so easy. So it's I something more understated. The one in Superman where he's like against the sun and the cape's flown out. That's another easy pick. Yeah. Connor, what's yours? Exactly. Well, as soon as you pick those issues, I'll, I'll represent Green Arrow. Do you know, I was yeah. like, John, just before you go, I was really hoping you'd just pick the Superman one I just said. Like, I was hoping I would see how easy that was. And then you would just go, I picked the Superman one. I thought he was going to go with one of the panels. So... Yeah. I mean, like I said, they cross my mind, but mm. it's like, well, we've had Trinity and Superman representation. Okay, okay. Let's let's get so with uh, you know, I'm gonna go with that that panel where he transforms into the dragon. You know, he shouts out for I am the dragon. Yeah, the yeah, eyes are fire. Yeah. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. All right, here's here's where things get tough because top five, and honestly, my top four. When I when I was thinking about this early on in the week, my top four of the week were pretty interchangeable. Like I I, I struggled. See, I'm, my top two are determined. Like, well, I know which ones they are. I just don't know which ones which. Hmm. I have me too. This is actually really tough. So, with that said, who's going first? Actually, I don't know if I might go first. Who's going first? Well, I'll go first. 
And in a shocker, Trinity. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. This is huh? the first time huh? that, that Superman time. didn't get his yep. number one spot. Yeah. That's this is a momentous occasion, Trinity. and this was like one and of the I best issues as well. It's not even like it was a bad, a, a, a weaker oh. week of Superman. This is arguably wanted, the best issue of Superman. I yeah, I wanted to one A one B, but that's kind of cheating. Oh, that's cheating. I'm right? gonna lie. I'm gonna lie. Exactly. <laughs> so I have to just go because everything. The fact that Manipul put this together by himself, right? Yeah. Like he does all the art, the inking, the colors. Like yeah, there's letterers and editors. And he has a backup team, I'm sure. But the fact that his name is the only one listed on the side column of the cover, it just says Manipul. That, for me, puts it at number one. And not far behind is Superman at number two because it was fantastic. And like these other guys said, it was probably the best issue thus far uh, of the seven. And then I'm going to go with Green Lanterns, which usually is near the bottom, but this issue really... Jumped up. Surprising. Uh, and then I'll go Nightwing. And, oh man, it's tough for number five. I'll just say, I'll go Batman. You could actually probably swap those two, Batman and Nightwing, um, for the Monster Men stuff. But there's my top five oh, of the week. I'm going to put Superman at number one. Oh. Because, I mean, it's hard to say, because I mean, I, I agree with all the positive points about both books. It's, it's just, it. It comes down to just, I don't know, this was just, it warmed my heart. I was, yeah, you know, um, mm. it was charming, it was funny, it was it was funny in a charming way to, to, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like there were cracking jokes, it was funny and sweet, it was... Do you know what the thing is, though? You're describing this, and it's like, you could, you could just as you easily could be that, describing yeah. Trinity. Trinity, exactly, yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to go below Superman at number one, and then Trinity at number two... Then Nightwing, then Batman. I think the Nightwing half just got a little bit slightly more interesting in the first half just because of yeah. the Batman being overprotective. But arguably the art was a little bit better on Batman. But I'll go with Nightwing at number three. Batman at number four. And then... It's one of the greens. I, I, think, I think Green Arrow still. I think I'd probably still put Green Arrow above Green Lanterns this week, but just be a smidge. Normally, it'd be a good gap, but here yeah. it's just a smidge. So, there you go. Connor? I'm also going to go with Trinity at one, because... Oh! Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I'll be the lone, the lone Superman defendant. Oh, Connor's froze. Oh, right. I was waiting for him to say something there. I oh. thought he was being wistful. <laughs> no, he <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, but anyway, right. worst book of the week, Justice League. I'm going to go with Aquaman. Oh, you're going to put Aquaman worse than Justice League? Okay. Yeah, cool. because I'm going to keep going with, uh, with Justice League. Aquaman, I want to quit, so... Oh look, Connor has graced us once again with his presence. I am so pleased. Connor, what is your top five? I feel so welcome. <laughs> well, you actually already gave us your number one, but you can continue. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I said Trinity, obviously, because why not? And then Superman is second, because, again, obviously. Those were the two that were very close. Yeah. Again, yeah. one A, one B. 
Really. Yeah, pretty much. There's, there's no A and B. Uh, Trinity just edges, but it's it's close. Uh, three Green Lanterns because I really loved this issue. It was a lot of fun. Uh, four. I'm gonna go Green Arrow. And five, uh, Nightwing or Batman? Eh, let's go Nightwing. Okay, cool. And then, obviously, Justice League is last, mm. without saying. Really. Uh, yeah, we said that. Everyone. When you went offline, we uh, we said our worsts. Yeah. yeah, I figured that just went for everyone anyway. Uh, no, no, I, uh, Matt picked Aquaman. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I didn't read that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, alright, cool uh, I guess that wraps things up pretty much the only thing that leads me to do is to tell you what's coming next week and we have two new books coming next week, we have Teen Titans Rebirth issue 1 oh. we also have Batman Beyond Rebirth issue 1 uh, we also have the next part of the Night of the Monster Men crossover with Detective Comics 941 and of course we have Action Comics 964, Batgirl issue 3, Blue Beetle issue 1 Deathstroke issue 3, The Flash issue 7, Suicide Squad issue 3, Titans issue 3, Wonder Woman issue 7, and then in Connor's corner we'll have Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps issue 5, and The Hellblazer issue 2. So that's what's coming next week. It's a pretty good week. It is a pretty damn good week. I'm looking forward to Teen Titans, looking forward to Detective, and then Batgirl and Blue Beetle and Flash. Hellblazer. Well, uh, (laughs) I'm not reading that, so I don't care. Deathstroke. Oh, it's a good week. I mean, Stroke. it's a great week. It's it's like, this week was great, next week is better. The, the detective action weeks are just a smidge better overall. But this did have Trinity. It did have Trinity. It's good that Trinity yeah. falls in that week now. Yeah. But next week does have Batgirl and Blue Beetle, along with the, the yeah. doubles. So. You know, we're filling things out. All, all these singles that have started, they're all starting to fill out these other weeks and they're Aye. starting to feel really full every time. I'm getting like a full meal of books every week now. It's great. Yeah. So, that wraps things up. By all means, let us know what you think of this week's comics in the comments below on the YouTube. Or you can get us on Twitter at mild underscore fuzz. You can get all of our individual Twitters as well if you want them. And um, yeah, uh, like and subscribe, all that jazz. It helps us out a lot. And is there anything else you'd like to would you like to promote things? Do you want to promote stuff, guys? Matt, promote promote stuff you're on. Oh, no, just you can uh, find me and Pete uh, weekly reviewing contemporary movies on One Point Twenty One. You can see my dog right now ruining everything. <laughs> uh, Connor, plug something. Uh, yeah, so I do almost cancelled again with Pete because he's on everything for some reason. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we do all the TV reviews. Of course, all the superhero stuff starting back up soon. Agents of Shield just started, but yeah, Flash, Arrow, Legends, Supergirl. But inevitably, Agents of Shield is, of course, a filthy Marvel show. But it is possibly one of the best things that comes from Marvel. It's actually it's really good. Really, really like it. Uh, Season four just started this week, and we've got the first review of that up on this very same channel. We got Luke Cage coming what next week? Next weekend, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, and then all the DC shows start up the week after that. Well, over the next two weeks after that. So, yeah, check that out. And obviously, uh, check out the Mail Fuzz Movies YouTube channel, which has all of the movie content that Matt mentioned, plus the horror movie stuff from Screams After Midnight, which is me and Tim, who was on last week's show. Um, yeah. And that's everything. So, yeah, 
as I say, guys, uh, we always appreciate you uh, watching and or listening. Um, quick heads up, starting next week, we will have a a new audio feed, which we will... Don't worry, we'll ease you into it next week. We'll, all the episodes will still go up in the old feed as well next week, but we're going to have to start asking you to move over to the new feed, and that will start with next week's episode. But it will be... You will be transitioned nice and peacefully, I promise. That's nice. Yeah. I'll just give you a heads up that there'll be a small change coming next week, but you will be uh, informed greatly about it then when all the details are ironed out. But that will be coming next week. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, Keep reading comics. We always appreciate it. Um, So again, let us know what you thought of the books. And uh, remember, guys, whatever you do, don't get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion. (laughs) 